deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, listeners. You're back where it's at for our weekly chat on the latest edition you shouldn't be missing. This is Tanisha Baker, and you're tuned in to Talking with T, where we hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of trending news, interesting interviews, and hot topics. Today is another fantastic February day, and if you're born on this 15th day of February, you share it with your birthday mates, actress Amber Riley from the TV series Glee, the proclaimed father of science, Galileo, who invented the telescope and the thermometer, as well as women's rights activist Susan B. Anthony and also black activist Claudia Jones, who founded the West Indian Gazette, which was the first black newspaper in Britain. It is also the birth date of former political aide to Donald Trump, Amarosa Manigault, rapper Ronald Baby Williams, better known as Birdman, who founded Cash Money Records, and timeless actress Lynn Whitfield. On this date in history, Henry Lewis became the first African-American to lead a symphony orchestra. In 1965, singer Nat King Cole died in Santa Monica, California. And on this date in 1964, Louis Armstrong's Hello, Dolly! becomes his first and only number one record. Today in 1848, Sarah Roberts was born from a white school in Boston. Her father, Benjamin Roberts, filed the first integration suit. As we continue to celebrate Black History Month, remember you can check out daily Black History Facts on Talking With T Facebook or Twitter accounts. On the national calendar, today is recognized as President's Day, National Chocolate Chip Day, and Singles Awareness Day, which follows Valentine's Day each year. It is set aside to be a day for singles to get together, trade gifts, and enjoy their freedom. The theme this month is love and happiness. This past Sunday was Valentine's Day, and I continue to wish that you all reserve a space in your heart where love can live and grow. Love can be the remedy for a lot that's wrong in the world. Love makes you sacrifice and forgive. Love breeds compassion and empathy and gratitude and charity. Love is soft and love is hard. Love is kind and gentle and sweet. Finding love is amazing, but first, love you. I want to share a quick story that encourages us not to be so quick to judge and to love our neighbors. A woman in Long Island still has her Christmas lights up and received a a nasty letter saying it was Valentine's Day and time to take her lights down. Now, here's the thing. She lost both her dad and aunt to COVID in January. They died within a week apart of each other. Her father lived with her and helped her put up the decorations. She couldn't bring herself to take them down. Well, her neighbors have stepped up in solidarity and put their lights back up as well. And I just love that story. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product.
Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. I need to take a moment to address something that is heavy on my heart. The surge in youth violence across this country and particularly in my hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee. The stories ring a similar tune. Young person shot and killed, family grieves, community cries out, city asks for help, and then the cycle starts over again. Well, it's time. It's time to break that cycle. We need a firm action plan where everybody is clear on their role. If your role is foot patrol on your block when the kids get out of school, then do that. If your role is providing a mentoring program that encourages kids to know their worth, do that. If your role is to provide guidance in conflict resolution, then own that role and contribute that piece. If your role is simply to make sure your own child knows how to handle disagreements and has a plan for success where they won't be distracted and discouraged and get caught up in all of this foolishness, then own your role as that child's parent because this is heartbreaking. It's exhausting. And there are some root causes to this surge in youth violence. One of the things is poverty, which is being magnified by COVID-19. And then you have unsupervised youth with too much idle time peer pressure, bullying, media influence, neglect, stress, frustrations. All of these things need to be acknowledged and tackled aggressively. The thing is, the CDC and youth.org and others have actually outlined some solutions and preventions for youth violence. So the question then is why aren't we doing those things? How much more bloodshed is necessary before we activate proven strategies? As a black boy mom, I pray differently. I pray for covering over my son every day, praying that when he goes to school, I see him holding healthy at the end of the day. Moving through the day-to-day with this type of worry is more than a notion, but it's my life. And it should be unacceptable. Look out for an opportunity coming soon where we will actually activate a solution, and each of you can determine your specific role. Let's be clear that talking about it is not the solution. Talking about it leads to the solution, and we can't just talk about it. We have to be about it. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, by now you know what time it is. We review trending news, and I have with us today none other than our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as well as the know-it-all, Professor J. So let me just go ahead and get this out the way. The impeachment hearings for Donald Trump ended in acquittal, despite very compelling arguments and an abundance of evidence. There was no conviction, and they were actually just 10 votes short. But we are not surprised that Trump escaped unscathed. My question is, do y'all think he will run again? And 
we know he still has this multitude willing to stay in the cult. So what do you think his next steps are going to be? Well, he was busy out on the golf course from what we understand, and it is his plan to run again. So this is, you know, exactly what he needs. The acquittal is going to declare him scot-free and thereby open the door for future political aspirations such as they are. Mm. I hope I didn't hear how hard my eyes rolled. <laughs> I was shocked by the acquittal, but I was not surprised that he did not get charged. Basically, the Democrats just got pumped out. Like, they should have came back hard. I'm just not understanding. But Trump, he'll probably run again in 2024, and the crazy thing is, he may win because one thing he does have is ride or die support. Mm. That's a scary thought. We'll just pray for some sort of intervention between now and then. And let there be no mistake that racism is alive and well as evident through those that continue to support him. But also, I saw, and Pam, you had mentioned this to me, country star Morgan Wallen. He got caught on a neighbor's uh, door cam yelling the N-word and all sorts of profanities after a wild night out. And as usual, he has issued an apology. He's remorseful. And here's what he said. I'm embarrassed and sorry. I used an unacceptable and inappropriate racial slur that I wish I could take back. There are no excuses to use this type of language ever. I want to sincerely apologize for using the word. I promise to do better. So, do you think that apology is good enough? He's been dropped from several platforms, performances canceled, his record contract is suspended. But here's the other thing. His album sales have spiked since the incident, and he has asked his fans not to defend him. So, was his apology enough? Do we give him a pass? What should happen? That apology sounded like a child who said, I'm not going to do it again, but turns around and does the same thing again. So another incident would not surprise me at all. And for him to say that he didn't intend to use those words and, you know, for the word to wish that he could take it back, well, it's on film now, sir. Right. And I don't think that he's sorry at all. I think he's... Sorry that he was caught, mm. but for him to be saying it as freely as he does, and he's, it's a regular word in his vocabulary. And the, for his record sales go up 359%. Wow. That's wow. a lot, but one of his rights is donating his proceeds to the NAACP in Nashville. So, you know, mm. folks are not happy about that. Can't win for losing. Uh-uh. But at least he's trying to do something um, to make amends with his portion of the proceeds. That has nothing really directly to do with Wallen. He hadn't donated any of his, has he? No, he did get on social media and different platforms and say that for his fans to stop protecting him, stop defending him because, because he was wrong. You know, he's, he's, he's 27. It's, it's going to be kind of hard to get him to not use a racial slur that he's probably been using his whole life. 
Well, I hope that he does better. I'm a, I'm going to hope that he sticks to what he says, although, like you said, when it's a part of your regular vocabulary, it's a little more difficult to not say it. But we we hope. We hope. Now, I saw where a Tennessee man left $5 million to his dog in his will, and he said she was such a good girl. And I paused and had to read that again as I think about the way my finances are set up right now. $5 million to his dog. And what is the dog going to do with $5 million? Live a good life, probably sitting somewhere now on a plush couch watching Scooby-Doo eating caviar. Well, all righty then. Well, he can finally get out the doghouse and move on up to the big house. I guess so, with $5 million. A little scruffy. Anyway, an Illinois family is suing a company for the death of Kayla Stagner, age 32, who died after drinking several ounces of hand sanitizer. And the article also said she happened to be an alcoholic as well as a preschool teacher. But I'm not sure that the family has grounds for their lawsuit. What y'all think? No, not at all. No? Okay. No. I mean, drinking hand sanitizer is called hand sanitizer because it goes on one's hands. Mm-hmm. Not meant for consumption. Right. No, she just needs to let it go. Like he said, it goes on your hand. Drink it ass. Who told you to drink it? Now she's gone. Oh, the upper room. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Jay, here she go. Oh, You're going to get us in not trouble. This, not this week. Not this week. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, Jay, we're not going to mess with you too much because I know you got a little stressful situation going on. You might have to go back to school soon. And Memphis and Nashville have been virtual since last March, and uh, now your dear governor has said if y'all don't return to the classroom, he's going to cut your funding. So what's going on your way, and what are the plans for returning to the classroom? Well, uh, those are the million-dollar questions. Of course, as you mentioned, Nashville and Memphis were the two remaining districts that were totally virtual. Of course, Nashville has folded under the pressure here recently, so we were the last man standing, and uh, we were greeted Friday afternoon with a message from our superintendent that pretty much said that uh, he's asking all teachers to return to the building on February 22nd, lest we end up losing our district funding, and we were prepa- we would prepare for the arrival of the students beginning March 1st. Now the kicker That's is not long. That, not long at all. Now the kicker is this is supposedly an in-person learning option. However, teachers will still be teaching virtually. So it's fine. we will Because so in-person and virtual, like, yeah, help me out. Okay. So that means teachers will be in rooms with students who may or may not be on that particular teacher's roster. Uh, the teacher will be teaching from his or her desk. Uh, on his or her device to the students who are both in the building and at home. 
who may or who may or may not be in the room with the teacher at that time. So let's just say that I go in the building. So I will be teaching uh, still virtually to groups of students who are still at home and who may also be in the building. But again, the instruction will still be virtual. So it's not really in-person teaching. But y'all physically in the same room? We are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Yeah, I'm a little confused. I didn't want to ask them to repeat it again, Pam. Well, there are still a lot of unanswered questions. We were just given this announcement this past Friday uh, afternoon prior to the end of the school day. And uh, we are supposed to get more information in the coming days as far as logistics and what that looks like from school to school. So it's going to be interesting. Well, I can't wait to get an update from you next week to see if you know next week, if you have more answers, because I'm with Pam. I'm still confused how you do virtual learning and you all in the same classroom. Like somebody needs to help me make that make sense. But uh, Pam, Jay, y'all know what today is? It's Valentine's Day, the day after Valentine's Day, which we have coined on this show is falling on February 15th, and you always have some helpful tips and advice for the side chicks. So let me say this first, to each his or her own. But I do hope that you all find yourselves worthy of a committed love, one that belongs to just you. However, if you are content to be the side chick, or maybe that's your preferred relationship style, hey, you do you. But I happen to see on WikiHow, they have actually 14 steps in how to be successful in your role. That kind of tripped me out that they had a whole instruction guide on WikiHow. So I posted that link on TalkingWithT.com under today's show. The flip side of that is that some of you might not know you are the side chick, and we're going to help you out with that, too. There are some signs, some clues to let you know you are the dish on the side. So one clue is you can't be with him or her on holidays. Because you, you're with him or her the day after the holiday or the day before. Right. Because the holiday is reserved for the main thing, right? Right. Okay. But all you Here's know is that he or she has to work on the holiday. They had to work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, if you can only go on weeknight dates and you never get to meet his family or friends, that's another clue. You might be the side. What? What? Coming from a recovering side chick by choice now. Okay. I met all the time. All the friends. They don't do that anymore. They they let you meet people and the mamas be calling everybody her baby. Mm-mm. Well, thanks for clearing that up for us. So there are some new rules now. Yes. Are you recovering, Pam? I'm a recovery. Okay. Well, here's a couple other things. Some other clues. The sister in his photos looks nothing like him. His dog hates you. And he says he's not into labels for relationships. Are those some good clues and signs? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I will say that the dogs can be quite intuitive. Yes, but the the dogs will because 
I don't have a dog, but I've known people that dogs will just be gnawing at them, and the other ones, the dog just loves them. So I guess that is a sure sign. Yeah, you know, maybe the dog is the dog is more loyal than the man is. Mm-hmm. Well, until next year, we're going to end out our edition of Valentine's Day. But before we go, we want to congratulate Prince Harry and Meghan Markle on their second child that's on the way and offer our condolences to the family of Nicki Minaj. Her father was actually killed in a hit-and-run accident in Long Island. So that's going to be it for this bit. And as always, I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But be reminded, you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithT.com. Share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the D.L. Hughley Show right here on the historic WJBE. And when you turn down for the evening, check out the smooth grooves from the Sweat Motel. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Nelson Mandela. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.